and welcome to Rollet the Barrel, the show hosted by two UK fans of the Milwaukee Brewers. I'd like to start by uttering three words that me and Mark have really wanted to say for a long, long time. And that's quite simply, baseball is back. And certainly here on the uh, the UK Brew Crew pod, we are extremely excited to have some baseball to talk about. I'm Sean. You can find me on Twitter at Haders Here. And with me as ever is my co-host and Brewers baseball buddy, Mark Lewis. How are you, Mark? I'm very well, mate. Well, I say I'm very well. I'm doing the very British thing. I'm getting through usual stuff, isn't it? You know, we've all been locked down for a long time. We're, you know, things going on, aren't they? And uh, yeah, we're just getting through. So, um, you know, plus side is baseball's back. We're able to watch baseball again. We, we've got plenty to talk about. And uh, yeah, it's all, all getting a bit more exciting again, isn't it? Certainly is. I mean, at the moment, we're just living our best life, aren't we? In terms of um, <laughs> come home from work, eight o'clock, put MLB TV on and just live baseball. I, no, I have to uh, say, I you, mean, I, I come home from work by walking down the stairs to my living room. <laughs> I don't know about you, but <laughs> that's well, pretty much been right last there, year. Mate, you know what I mean? I have to put my mask on and get out there and earn me corn, which I don't mind, to be honest. But no, I mean, just being able to come home, have your dinner and watch, know that you can watch my baseball is just a real tonic for the soul. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've got baseball on in the background now, haven't we, whilst we're talking? So uh, we're trying not to get we're trying not to get too distracted from the agenda whilst um, whilst the LA Angels are uh, trying their best to lose to us. Yeah, we've got plenty to be talking about that's been happening over the last few weeks. Well, we have indeed. And we've got, a, as always, uh, we try to pack as much as we can into the show. And uh, today is no exception. We're going to we'll have a little chat in a minute about what we've been up to in the close season and stuff but we're going to talk about spring training um we're around about uh, 15 16 games into spring training so lots to talk about there we're going to build our 26 man roster today or this evening um something which is far easier to say than to do i think at the moment it's a, <laughs> it it's a tricky is, thing to build and i wouldn't want to be craig council and david stearns at the moment sort of putting this lot together we're then going to talk about fantasy baseball so Next Sunday, three or four days from today, we have our draft um, and we have 16 teams taking part in that. So we'll have a little chat about that. And then at the end, we're going to have a little bit of a shout out to one or two people who we just like to say uh, a thank you to. So um, what have you been up to recently then, mate? Um, well, uh, <laughs> the biggest shock is um, I'm going to be running the London Marathon in October. So that's kind of the biggest thing that I've been organising. Short story. Oh well, long story short. Unfortunately, my my mum's very ill um, with with cancer, and obviously to try and do something to help and and to make you know us feel better, I applied for the London Marathon, um, and to my shock, I actually got in because uh, you know it's typical that to run 26 miles I've, I've spent the last year training with um, far too much food far too much beer and, and sitting on my backside for far too long so it's going to be a bit of a culture shock but um, yeah that's that's kind of been the more recent stuff um, obviously prior prior to that playing with Isla really and and, and getting through work so um, you know um, listening to lots of podcasts because um, there's been lots of content coming out and you know sort of the Locked On Brewers stuff and obviously our friends at the Cold Brew podcast and, and what have you so yeah it's pretty much just trying to keep us up to date as possible with with what was going on in a in a pretty slow off season and, uh, yeah trying to not go mad from from being locked in since uh, the f- uh, 5th of November I think officially horrible to hear about your mum then mark and uh, and i know that a lot of people will send their uh, sort of best wishes to you and your family and your mum at this time but um have you set up a a just giving page or any kind of uh, place where anyone can can donate uh because Um, i must admit i would pay good money to watch you run 26 miles Um, yeah, a lot of people have said that. that you know, kind of getting the uh, the link sent through for um, Simon Pegg's film Run Fat Boy Run. You know, um, it's been <laughs> been quite <laughs> quite entertaining. But um, yeah, no, I mean at the moment I haven't set anything up, um, mainly because we're we're fairly early days. I only found out um, in February that I'm going to be running it talking to my mum about sort of the details of, of kind of her care and it would be nice to do something around her care so once we've we've worked out her kind of um, care package as, as such then that's probably where where I'll be running for so um I'll put all details on on Twitter yeah. and whatever well make sure you, you post that mate and uh, we'll retweet it and get yeah, try and raise as much money as we can for what's going to be uh, of course a, a, a very very worthwhile cause 
Okay. Well, let's get into the um, into the meat and drink of the pod. So uh, let's talk about spring training. I don't know about you, mate. I've really enjoyed it so far. I think there's been some real highlights. We've had, um, as ever, uh, there's quite a few um, non-rostered invitees who have um, really surprised and have really made it pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, one of the one of the big things that that seems to be happening um, in this spring training is that we seem to be free scoring, and that was something we really struggled with last year. So it's been been quite yeah. a relief to see that, really, hasn't it? Um, I mean, it has. Yeah, a lot of it has been you know invitees and that, but um, you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because confidence breeds confidence everywhere else. So um, you know, the fact yeah. that that we're we're putting up some big numbers um we're, we're giving some some pretty big teams some some good games and uh yeah it's 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 been quite exciting i mean i, I know at the moment we're currently sitting on an eight and seven record um but we've looked good in most games and and you know bar a few kind of silly little things where where something's happened you know we've looked fairly competent so i, I think actually the optimism levels are, are quite high because of spring training yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, I'm claiming nine seven by the way after the uh, the Texas Rangers uh, topped <laughs> us off by rolling that innings because we yeah. had the uh, we had the winning run at first and they decided their pitcher wasn't feeling very well and decided to pick their ball up and go home. Um, <laughs> so I'm claiming I'm claiming nine seven for that one. Yeah, um, I think, I but you're think right. That's... It has been free scoring. Sorry, go yeah. on. I was going to say I, th- I think that's been the only slight thing that I've been a bit kind of like uh over the fact that you can roll an innings because i think we did it to um we did it to somebody not um not long into spring training where they had yes, I, I think they had bases loaded and we rolled it yeah it's kind of like you know and and then oh. i think we ended up winning the game and it's kind of like well actually if we'd let that one play out would we have won you know so you kind of got to take it with a pinch of salt but at the end of the day i think you know the fact that we're putting players into to scoring positions and and doing quite well at getting them over as well it's it's just you know breath of fresh air after last year's non-event with with uh, with our offense of course the rules are relaxed it's seven innings and we played a seven and a half innings game which was a new one on me we you know there's all kinds of things happening you've got pictures going off and then coming back out for the in the next innings and all kinds of things happening but uh it's all about getting time either at the plate or on the mound isn't it and that's the whole point of spring training but you know, going back to our offense, it's been very refreshing. I mean, we're recording this. We're playing the Angels tonight, uh, the 18th of, of, of March. But we're coming off the back of a great win against the Dodgers. Now, our run differential in spring training is, is plus 12 at the moment. So we've scored 89 runs and uh, conceded 77 uh, in, up to and including the Dodgers game. On three of those occasions, we've hit double figures. So we had 10 against the Angels first time round. It was 10-9. Very close game. Yeah. Uh, 12 against the Rockies. We've hit 13 against the Giants. And the only team to have hit double figures past us was the Padres when we had that 13-3 non-event. Um, yeah, it was, but, it was a bit of a yeah. walkover, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but, but generally, I mean, we've played well in, in, in spring training. Uh, I mean, we, we can go through some of the highlights in a moment, but I watched that Dodgers game and we've, we had nine... Nine innings pitched against us, four four from Clayton Kershaw and five from Trevor Bauer. Now, yep. those are two of the best, very best pitchers in baseball there. And, you know, we managed to hit four homers against them. We all know about how Wong and Urias started against Kershaw. You know, first ball of the game was, yep. was straight out the park. And it was just great to see Bauer go for two, two moon shots as well because <laughs> he's not kind oh. of... He's not top of our invite list for parties. No, really, I, I have he? to say, uh, I don't tend to take um, personalities. I don't tend to do the negative stuff and I don't tend to take a personality to heart or anything. But there's just something about him that just riles me. And I can't and I don't know what it is. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was quite nice to see him get hit about a little bit. He seems to think he's bigger than a team. Um, and I, I that I don't like. I agree, and I'm not one for going over social media and and really having a go at anyone. Had a little go at the Astros after the cheating scandal, but that was just, that was just too juicy to ignore, really. Um, <laughs> and I agree, there's something about about Bauer that just I don't know, just just turns people off. He, look, he's a great player, and you're right. That's what we love about the Brewers. We have no prima donnas in our team. So uh, yeah, let's have a look at a few of the, the details of spring training. So we've started with seven starters so far. Lower Burns, Limblom, Rasmussen, Hauser, Anderson and Woody. OK, let's start with a, a bit of a negative here. And you know what? This is a guy that I root for every time he takes the mound. Eric Lauer, it, 
I, I don't know what's happening at the moment. He's he clearly has ability and talent. He's a he's a major league pitcher, but I mean last year he came off the back of a 13.5 uh, ERA and clearly struggled. But there, he's been worked all through the winter and he came out in that first game against the White Sox and again I just I'm seeing very little control and I'm almost wincing every time he throws the ball. Yeah, it's not looking good, is it? I, something's just not working for him at the moment, is it? And I don't mm. know what it is. You know, he, we we signed him. To, was it a three-year contract? Um, so far, the first year was was pretty much written off, and this one's not looking much better, is it? So they've got to do mm. some work with him. Um, you know, obviously he he was signed as a, a left-handed starter um, in the rotation, um, and because he's not functioning as he should be you know we're we're kind of left with one left-handed starter and Brent Suter who possibly could be a starter but doesn't tend to go more than sort of three innings so because that piece of the jigsaw doesn't seem to be working it puts us a little bit of a pressure with the with the rotation doesn't it so I don't know what's wrong I don't know sometimes sometimes you just just don't fit to a team do you I guess and and whether that's the case with him I don't know um but let's just hope that that he works it out soon and and we get to see the lower that we we know he should be yeah it's it's weird I mean when it when he came he was I mean going back to last year's roster he, he was on the rotation uh he was on my rotation and maybe yours as well um yeah, he was, yeah. and I think he was on the yeah he was on the rotation of a lot of people but now he's he's struggling to make the bullpen yeah yeah well he's, he's if, if you ask me he's definitely starting at triple a there's, yeah, I don't have the confidence in him to stand up to the the mound at the moment, and that's not trying to be nasty to him. I just don't have that confidence. In him. I mean, we're we're spring training at the moment with a was it fourteen point four ERA? Yes. After three games, I think it is, and it's just like wow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We we can't no, put it's... him in that rotation at the moment because we'll be basically giving a game away. Yeah, fourteen point four ERA from from three games. One game started, eight earned seven walks you know and only three k's in that he's yeah i, I don't know what's going on there but he, he spoke a little bit i think he was interviewed by sophie a minute and um he mentioned about working on some stuff and it was going okay but i, I don't know man but i mean okay so i mean that's a bit of a negative but the, i think you're right i'd be amazed if he makes the roster and it's going to be triple a for him i would imagine uh yeah. hopefully not down as low as double a but he, he's got to go away and work but on that, in that first game there, again, we had four homers, Hura, Taylor, Garcia and Cousins. Cousins is a guy I've enjoyed watching, actually. Um, another non-rostered uh, invitee. He, he hits the ball. And, um, yeah, four homers in that game. And, and after the offense of, of last year, it was great just to start that bit of spring training with four dingers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'd say it was a bit of a shock. And, and there was part of me thinking, who's that? Who's that? Because <laughs> obviously we've got a lot of people that, that are not recognisable. I mean, particularly as you know, we live in the UK, so we don't so up on the college stuff and the and the prospects. But yeah, it, it's good to see, you know, some of our prospects, considering how, how notable it was last year that all of the uh, pros in the game were saying how bad our um, farm system is. Um, that actually to see people like him coming up and and doing that sort of stuff is is quite good to see. So I I would argue almost that actually we're we're going under the radar with our prospects and and actually we're in a better position than people would put us down to. I think you're absolutely right. Um, this we have this plethora of catchers and we'll talk about catching at the moment, but of catchers at the moment who are looking good. We got good young pitchers coming through. I, I don't know when people uh, have, have slated our farm system. I don't know who they've looked at and and what data or evidence they've used. But I'd agree with you. It's a typical Brewers thing. We stay under the radar. We do what we do. And we've got some real good guys coming through. And um, it's, you know, we've, I think we've got a decent side this year. And with those guys in, you know, in the pipeline as well, it's it's just going to be, you know, it's, it's we've got some good times ahead, I think. So really exciting. So Corbin Burns, I mean, he's started for his choice. He started that second game against the Diamondbacks. And again, we had a good 7-1 win there. He went for no hits. The only run was given up by Zimmerman, uh, who's obviously uh, a new kid on the block. And then my man Manny comes out and hits a home run, a two RBI home run. And uh, yeah, next thing you know, we've we got another 7-1 win under our belt. So I think the guys were playing with a lot of freedom. And um, at this point, we were starting to see that Abby Garcia, who looks like a professional ball, ball player at the moment, he's lost about 30 pounds, I think, in weight from last year. He looks lean. He looks quick. He looks strong. 
So I'm really excited this year to see what he can do. But he looks good at the plate. Looks like he's got his head in the game early, early does. Um, and I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the party this year. We've had Lindblom started three games for us. And he kind of does what Lindblom does. He doesn't look amazing. Um, he comes out. He doesn't pull up any trees. He tends to be quite solid. He does go for a few hits and a couple of runs. There was two earns against the Cubs. There was uh, one earn against the A's. Two hits against the Dodgers, but no earned. So he pitched better against the Dodgers, I thought, than in the other games. Again, he's someone who I get a little bit nervous again when he's on the mound. Um, I don't know what it is. And I think we'll talk about our rotation as we go through the roster. But we've got some excellence in our rotation. And we've got some, I don't know what the word is I'd use, but we've got some players there. Yeah, I think average is probably a good description, Hmm. yeah. I think his performances are, are similar to what they were like in, in 2020. I mean, he's he's got such an array of different pitches, mm-hmm. which is what plays to his advantage. He's not lights out, but he's got six pitches to choose from. And, and you know, as a batter, if you know you've got one of six, you've got to remember when, you know, what pitch count is he likely to do this, that and the other. When you're only facing somebody that's got two or three pitches, it's a little, little bit easier to second guess, isn't it? So, yeah, you're right. He does get hit um, because, you know, possibly he's not as, as quick or as, or as he doesn't throw as hard as, as some others. But, you know, he, he's got a useful purpose. And, you know, he obviously did very well over in career. And, and you would probably argue that that's uh, not quite as as big a higher level as, as the MLB. But, yeah, he's, he's he's got promise. And I think, you know, he, rightfully so, he is one of our starters because, you know, he can he can pull out a good three or four innings. And then, you know, usually he does give up one silly little inning that, that costs him a couple of runs. So, yeah, I, I like him. You know, he, he just gets on and doesn't complain. And, and if he gets hit, he just tries to rectify it the next time. And, you know, I think he's uh, I think he, he fits Milwaukee. But like you say, I think we've got we've got a, a top heavy kind of starting rotation. So we've got some aces as as I mean, you would class them as aces in Burns and Woodruff. I mean, Anderson can be that caliber if he if he has a good run and has the confidence. And then we've got some solid people that can come in and do a job. And, and definitely Limblum is one of those. And that's what we want Lauer to be able to do. Um, so, you know, and then if you look at that, we've got five five for a good rotation. And, and if we want a six man rotation, we've got Hauser, Peralta, Suter you know to to come in so yeah i i think he's he's definitely worth worthwhile keeping in in the rotation and and you know he, he can definitely do a job yeah i agree he's he's, he's experienced enough to um you know when he has that bad innings to pull himself together generally and and uh and sort it out but he's the one who's clearly getting the most he's been stretched the most in in spring training anyway so he's pitched almost twice as much as any other any other of our, of our starters he's given us nearly well, 9.2 innings ERA of 4.66, but he has given us 14 strikeouts as well. He's gone for a few, but also he's he's getting a few Ks under his belt as well. We we expect some of these players, to, these these starters, to break down at some point, don't we? And it certainly won't be a five-man rotation in reality. I think we can no. expect it to be six or seven, um, and yeah. that's what we kind of what we do in it. Good to see Drew Rasmussen get um, get a few starts as well. I think he's pitched well. He looks he looks fit. He looks strong. He looks you know he's looked. Uh, Pretty composed, I think, for someone uh, with as little major league experience as he has. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, when you look at at the people we've got in our bullpen, they're all performing as well, aren't they? They're all showing what they mm. can do. So, you know, one of the things that we should have asked um, uh, our friend uh, JP Fireisen about when we actually interviewed him last month was, uh, you know, this this uh, magic lab that they've got in Milwaukee for, for pictures because yeah. it's obviously doing something they're, they're working aren't they and and you know these these guys that that you know I mean JP was at the New York Yankees for what three years he was at the Cleveland Indians um but never made it to MLB standard and has come to us and looks like he should have been playing MLB for the last sort of three or four years you know so there's definitely yeah. something going on there and and the lights of Rasmussen and, and JP are, are coming through and and they look good they look like they should be there I'd agree with that, and, and you know, and I'm not saying just because he come on our pod, <laughs> but I really, <laughs> I think he's been excellent in spring training. Five point two innings, not one hit, and one yeah. walk. Yeah, he's gave up one walk. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, he's been superb. And again, you know, one of those innings there was was against the Dodgers. And let's face it, 
that Dodgers side, they had not only was it Bauer and Kershaw, but they had their pretty much their full strength offense as well. Justin Turner, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, Bellinger, Gavin Lutz, and, and Gavin uh, Lutz. Yeah, I actually saw a very funny tweet after that game, and I think somebody um, retweeted the scoreline and uh, and just put, "Were we scared, Dodgers?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh the irony. Yeah, um, great, but no, I, I agree with you, and I know you picked JP last year, didn't you? As one of your yeah, sort did, of yeah. uh, wild card picks, and I I didn't, but he's yeah, I mean he he's been great in spring training. I just think he looks composed, and um, yeah, he's got some. He's got some real firepower there, and I've really enjoyed watching him. The other, the other thing that that's really been highlighted, and I think everybody and, and Brewers Twitter has been going mad for Garrett Mitchell, obviously our, our number one draft pick last year, and yeah. um, has looked phenomenal, hasn't he? He's he's a really really exciting player, um, and I kind of understand why he he has been sent to the uh, the minor league training camp. I mean, he's still playing for us, but obviously there is no minor league for another month or so, so he's still That's able right, to play. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So he's still able to play for the team. But yeah, I mean, he, he's had really good numbers. You know, he's had 16 at bats. He's he's hitting at a 500 average. He's hit a home run, four RBIs. Uh, he's even stolen a base. I, I think he was recorded at um, something like 3.96 seconds from running from from home plate to first base in, in one of his hits. What a player! I mean, I, oh, oh, mate. I'm so no, excited no. to see him when 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 he when he comes up, you know, in maybe That's a year. That's the word. Years. I was just going to say the word for me is is exciting. He, he, yeah. You know, he, he gets to the plate and there's there's an excitement inside you. I mean, his OPS is thirteen thirteen oh six in spring training. I know it's a small sample. I know it's spring training, but I'm not going to keep apologising for that. The numbers are the numbers. But he's facing he's big been, pictures. You know, he's, he's been exceptional. Yeah, you know, I think he played against the Dodgers, didn't he? I think he faced Bauer. Um, I think he he might have faced Kershaw as well. I don't know. I can't remember, but you know, he is still facing you know major league pitchers, and he's getting hits against them. So, you know, the future's looking good. Um, the other guy that that really kind of stuck out was Pablo Reyes as well. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's hit a couple of home runs. He's had. Um, he's also had about 20 at bats he's hitting a, a 0.350 average um also five rbis and a stolen base you know and, and, yeah. and a one 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 eighty one ops so you know he he looks good and i mean i don't think he he wasn't drafted was he i think we got him from the pirates didn't we on a minor That's league right. contract you know yeah, we did, yeah. and and, yep. and he looks like he could be pretty handy if yeah you know, I, I have a feeling he's i mean he's been sent down to the um, the minor league training camp but he could do us a job Another exciting player. And That's... another third baseman for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, do you know what I mean? So, so, yeah, they're really, really exciting players. And, I, and I've enjoyed seeing people like that. We've we've been using our youngsters well and and our prospects well and and I think the buzz for Brewers at the moment is is pretty high and it's it's good to see because last year it was quite quite depressing sometimes wasn't it? It was quite flat wasn't it? And, and you're yeah. right he's been absolutely awesome to watch. Um, for someone as you say he wasn't really playing at the Pirates you wouldn't think they had much about them but he's just come alive in spring training. Um, I mean he's he's 14 total bases second behind Avi Garcia at 16. Um, okay, he's had a few games. He's played 13 games and like 27 on plate appearances. But again, you talk about options and flexibility. You look at where we've played him in spring training. He's played at third base, second base, shortstop. He's been a DH and played in left yeah. field. So I think there's only catcher left, isn't there? Yeah. Um, you know, so he's he's real utility, good aggression, and as you say, exciting. The same with Bryce Terang. It's been great to see yeah. him as well. I mean, uh, the, the, the coaching and playing time they're getting at AAA is clearly doing its job. And um, these are these guys are already knocking on the door. And I think even though none of us expected to see Garrett Mitchell obviously play this year or Terang or, or Reyes and those guys, I think we all felt a little bit sad when they got sent down because we all... I think there's, there's that romantic part that wants Garrett Mitchell to just play Major League this year and destroy... Yeah. What do we call it over here? It's Roy of the Rovers stuff, isn't it? I mean, you've yeah, got to be a little, Rovers, you've got to be a, of a certain age to kind of get that, and and probably British as well, I would say. But you know, it's it's just exactly it's that romance, isn't it? It's like the FA Cup, the non-league side knocking out the 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 professional football team. You know that that kind of thing, isn't it? And it just makes you want to watch, and, and it's really highlighting that I need to pay more attention to the minor leagues, and and you know, kind yeah. of. 
the Nashville Sounds and the Biloxi Shookers and, you know, just need to kind of try and catch up and, and keep up with them because, you know, yeah. we, we've got, think- like we said, we're going to be talking about the 26-man roster. But behind that 26-man roster, there's a 50-odd other players that could equally be as good in the next few years. You know what? There'll be a lot of people this year paying, paying me a lot more attention to the minor leagues because uh, we know those guys are out there playing and people are going to want to keep tabs on them and to see how they're, uh, you know, if they have a chance at some point, maybe September, yeah. of getting a, getting a slot. You don't know, do you? And you know what else is, is really, and I've loved, I've loved this, and I, and I know you will, Mark, because you're a catcher. Um, <laughs> in terms of, of OPS, our top three players in spring training have all been catchers. So there's Nick, is it Kyle or Carla? I don't know how I you think it's Kyle. I think, name. I think you pronounce it Kyle. Kyle, yeah. You got Nick Kyle there at 1,900. Okay, six plate appearances, so there you go. Yeah. But you then got Mario Feliciano, who I thought, again, has been excellent to watch this year uh, in spring training. Absolutely delighted. He looks like a real um, a little chap for the future. And then Manny Pena. It's great to see Manny get some... Uh, Get some aggression under his belt as well. In, yeah, in, in exactly. Has has come back from from where he left off last year, really, isn't it? Because he was unfortunate with the injury, because he was starting to hit a bit of form, wasn't he? And yeah, let's hope he uh, he starts with a bit of form. And you know, obviously, he's been been brought back on a one year contract. He's possibly yeah. got a contract to play for next year. And you know, uh, we we all know that that defensively, he's he's probably our best catcher. Um, if he can add that bit of offense as well, then oh, what a catcher he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It just feels like we're up for it this year offensively, and I'm I'm just really excited as to uh, how many runs we're going to hit this year. I think there's some yeah. real some real good times yeah. ahead for us this but year. Of course, this year we we were also going to be starting with um, is it 25% capacity as well? So yes. we're actually going to have fans in the stand, and and it's going on on what everybody's been saying. They didn't realise how much having no fans affected them last year, and and I think that kind of fan power behind them, particularly um, at the stadium formerly known as Miller Park is it's really really going to help you know I mean we know that Miller Park's a hitter friendly park and particularly kind of for left-handed batters and to have that crowd roaring every time we get a hit is only going to breed confidence isn't it so um, you know it's it's exciting but I mean the other thing I was going to say about spring training and and I've never really thought about this before but I mean just how brilliant would it be to go to Phoenix for a week during spring training I mean how much baseball could you watch in in one week it'd be awesome wouldn't it doesn't matter if they're home or away they're only like five miles away if they go away so yeah what a great holiday that would be oh mate the weather looks fantastic I'm sure I mean Arizona it's going to be a great place to go to there's going to be spring training it's just I mean I'm, I'm I'm sitting at home in England in the dark having a cup of tea to keep me warm and watching people sitting on a grass bank drinking cold beer. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I think I know we've got the best, uh, yeah. the best deal there. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, to do that spring, and I know a few of the guys on Twitter have, um, are out there watching it at the moment. Yeah. And um, I hope and I'm sure they're having a fantastic time out there. So, no, I agree with you, mate. I mean, that is, we talk about this bucket list, I think, in terms of baseball, it's getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? But, yeah, um, that's the problem, isn't that it? We're be... just going to have to go and live there for a year, aren't we? <laughs> Okay then, buddy. So let's have a chat about the roster. So this is the part of the show where we play the parts of Craig Council and David Stearns et al. And we pick the 26 players that are going to uh, be available to us on the 1st of April. So in terms of the roster this year, it's 26 man. But as last year, there was a, a 13 pitcher maximum, if you remember. Mm-hmm. I believe this year that's been lifted. Yeah. So we could have 14 or 15, I believe, if we really wanted to. So, um, again, we can discuss that as we go through this. But this is set up basically to be 13 pitchers, five rotation, eight yeah. in the bullpen. But that could change. So Yeah, pretty much. OK, let's talk about the rotation. So I think there's some people here we don't need to discuss too much. And the people uh, listening at home will probably already have them on their list anyway. There's a there's a couple of stick-ons, isn't there, in the, in the rotation? Woody and Corbin Burns. So... Let's put that to bed early doors. They're both yeah. going to make the rotation, well, right? Well, we already know at, at time of recording that Woodruff's been given opening day as well. So we um, do know that. So, so we know that we've got our, our opening day starter. Um, pretty much Burns is likely to go second game. So, you know, that's that's okay. That's a non-talking so, point now, isn't it? So. I think so. So let's talk about that third slot. We've, we've mentioned a few names that are certainly in spring training. For me, Brett Anderson is definitely going to make the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Last year, 10, 11 years MLB experience. We know he gets he gets hit, but he doesn't get hit. So he's a ground ball type pitcher. He's not a yeah. big K's pitcher. Um, but yeah, I think he's number three, right? 
Yeah, but he's also left-handed as well. So he gives us two righties and a lefty. So um, which obviously gives us a few more options when when you come down to types of team that we're playing. That, okay, that helps. And I I think he's a solid guy. I think he's a solid pick out mm-hmm. uh, for the rotation as well. Okay, so number four, I've got Josh Lindblom. Yeah, I went for the same. Yeah, for the reasons that we discussed like during the, yeah. the spring training, you know, he he he's got some weapons there. He's he's not lights out, but he can do a job. And and I think out of who we've got available, he's probably the best. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And who's number five for you, mate? So for me, I I was really really struggling because obviously I would love Lauer to be the fifth spot, but I can't put Lauer in that fifth spot. So no. originally I was going to put Hauser. I think he was in the starting rotation last year. Um, he was. But I have a feeling that council's going to council and we're going to end up with a mixture of Brent Suter, Peralta and Hauser doing three inning bursts for yeah. that fifth rotation. And I think I, I we're, we're, yeah. we're going to go quite, as seemed to happen quite a lot in 2020, Suter will come out for three and Peralta will, will back up. Um, or Peralta will will start and see how far he can go, and then Brent Suter will come out and fill the rest of the starting spot before we have to get the bullpen um, sort of going. So I my next three pitches, I suppose, are not necessarily starters, but are from the bullpen, but for a starting position. Yes, um, and so. I agree. I mean, I've got Freddie down, but I think you're absolutely right. That fifth spot's going to be a little bit platooned, isn't it? And I think... Adrian Hauser is normally kind of a stick on for the rotation, but again, he's nursing another thumb injury. And he, I think he yeah. had that last year as well, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm really nervous about his ability to pitch five or six even innings. Um, yeah, but he did show last year that he can do it. And I think there was a game at Pittsburgh, wasn't there? I think we, we started a game and then we had an hour and a half rain delay. And um, he started and, and pitched like an inning had an hour and a half off, came out and then pitched another four or five innings superbly. So he can do it. It's just I don't think he's quite consistent enough to do it at the moment. So yeah. I, I think that by doing that kind of three three man platoon for that fifth rotation spot takes a bit of the pressure off, but gives all three plenty of game time to to kind of develop and and do what they have to do. Yeah, I agree. So I think we I think we agree on those seven. As we said, a six or seven man rotation. But the reality is, I think there's four there who will be on the rotation, and we're yeah. going to platoon the other three. So yeah, I mean I've got Hauser and Brent Suter in there as well. Okay, so let's carry on looking through the ballpen then. Devin Williams, you're going to give him a shot this year? Should we? Uh, should we see if he can back up what he did last year? We might as well, haven't we? If he can improve on last year, <laughs> then he makes the team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think yeah him and and there's one other guy there as well that seems to be a bit of a stick on and and seeing as we're going to pay him six point six million we might as well put him in our bullpen, haven't we? Um, that, that Mr. Hader. Don't know about you. Do, do you think six point six million is enough for him? <laughs> I think it'll keep him going for a while. I mean, he had a shaky start in his first game in spring in spring yeah, training. Let's not let's yeah, not hold him um, back. But what, what did he say? He said he was trying to to learn a new pitch, wasn't he, or or trying to yeah. develop a, a change up or something? Um, so he wasn't too worried about it. And then he came out his next inning anyway, didn't he? Um, sort of in his next game and went and, and blitzed three players straight out. So, not worried, not worried. No, he, he's going to have that one off game every now and then, isn't he? But, uh, you know, mm. generally we know what we're getting with Hader. So, yeah, I think yeah, those two are pretty I, I much stick on for our, our closing spots. So, um, yeah, I, he will be our close, of course, he will be. Um, I've got another name in the mix actually, which is a bit of a, a bit of a wild card, but we'll come, through, come to that in a moment. So, Four more spots left in the pen. We're both going for JP Fireisen, yeah? Yeah, I'd, I'm I'm a bit unsure with him. He's doing everything right at the moment, and obviously he yeah. was in he was he was in the um, the starting rotation uh, starting bullpen last year. He got sent down to the alternate squad, came back again, didn't he? Um, so he may well do that again this year. But I just think at the moment he's doing everything right. He's he's looking good, and I think he's from learnt from last year and, and is kicking on so for me yeah definitely I, I would put him um, and also I mean last year we had Eric Yardley that was in a similar sort of position and, and was fairly solid and, and I've written him down as well as, yeah. as kind of I agree. I've those, the same, mate. yeah those yeah. two kind of after, after we have to start using the bullpen those will be the kind of the solid people we bring out to try and get us through to the closing the game off so um yeah it yeah. was it was the next two positions that were really difficult to kind of try and work out and, and I've this kind is of... where i was <laughs> this is where i was i mean i think 
I think it's JP's time. I do. I, yes. I just think he looks really good at the moment. I agree with you. But you know what? It's always on a knife edge for every player. You can lose form. You can get hit. Or you, yep. if you're a batter, your OPS can go south. It mm-hmm. can happen at any, to anyone at any time. I think it's I think it's his time. And Eric Yardley, um, again, I agree with you there. He played 24 times. He played more games for us than anybody else, any other any other pitcher yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year. And I agree. He certainly makes the pen, doesn't he? And he's got the young yeah, the last two oh, were... pitching as well, doesn't he? Oh, I nearly said bowling then. Bowling. <laughs> we're, not, we're not cricket, are we? <laughs> That's our cricket podcast. So... Okay, throw a name at me then, mate. You've got two spots to fill. So I've got two spots to fill. Originally, I was going to put Brad Boxberger in because he's a veteran, you know, knows what he's doing, fairly solid. But I'm unsure about him at the moment. So the two names that I've put in, and I, and I purely, one of them is, is in because he's left-handed, and that's Angel uh, Ang, Angel Podomo. Angel Podomo. <laughs> yeah, I nearly said Angel Podomo. It's like, no. So Angel Podomo, um, left-hand pitcher. And Justin Topa was in a similar position to, to Fire Eisen last year. And, um, you know, he was he was called up to the to the bigs and, and got a few games. And, and everybody seemed to be rating him. So I think for the same reason as Fire Eisen, you know, he's, he's got that chance to kick on from last year and, and you know, has yeah. earned the place. So, so, yeah, those are my last two spots for the ball. Interesting, mate. So, um, I've got, this, I've got, I agree and I've got a different one to you. So, I've gone for uh, Angel Podomo as well. There's something about him that says to me that he's a closer. And I'm thinking when Hader isn't closing. So we lost Corey Knievel, who would have been yeah. our other closer, obviously. He went to the Dodgers, I believe, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that, small, that small team um, in the day, yeah. Yeah, never heard of them. <laughs> um, I watched Podomo pitch a few times. I don't know. I think he's, I mean, the guy's about six foot ten, and he's a, he's a Something massive. Like that, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So he, he he makes my bullpen as well. Um, he hasn't really been given much of a chance thus far. Could be his breakthrough no. year. You don't know. I agree to a level with Justin with uh, Topa. In the end, I gave that slot to Drew Rasmussen. Um, yeah. Who again, he's been pretty impressive. And you know what? We spoke about the rotation. It's not beyond the wit of man to see potentially that Drew Rasmussen could actually. Um, starting that rotation okay, okay, as part of that platoon that we yeah, spoke yeah. about I think that's very possible as well so I've got Drew Rasmussen so in terms of pitchers we've, we're identical apart from much, yeah. you've gone for Topa I've gone for Rasmussen yeah. so, and do you know what okay, there, was a, there was a time where, where I actually had Rasmussen instead of Topa and yeah. <laughs> my, my mind swapped backwards and forwards so many times over the last couple of days and it's like no maybe not mate. I don't know but yeah Let's let's yeah. just say, as well as having an exciting prospect in Garrett Mitchell's, we have such an exciting bullpen, and there are so many arms in that bullpen that we will see this year. Because I mean, for like you say, form's temporary, class is is permanent, and yes. people will have off off periods where they'll need to go down to AAA and sort themselves out and come back. And and you know, Drew Rasmussen, Justin Topa, we'll see them all this year. Um, and let's just hope that you know they they seize their opportunity. Okay, fantastic. So let's talk about the positional players then, mate. Okay. So we have another 13 slots to fill. I think, again, there's some real obvious ones here, which we can skip over. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, in terms of catching, whether you say it's Manny or or Omar Navarez, those are the two catchers that are going to be in the 26, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, it depends um, whether they're working on whether Omar works with certain starters and, and Manny starts works with other starters. I, I very much doubt it. I, I guess they have to catch with with all of the um, the bullpen as well. So, but um, yeah, for for me, it, it's the same conversation we had last year. Omar's offense against Manny's defense, really. Which yep. one do you need? Do you think the space for a third catcher on that 26-man roster? Possibly. I I really did think about that because, obviously, we've got Nottingham, who is out of minor league options. So if we don't put him in uh, the 26-man roster, we have to DFA him. It's one of those things of... (laughs) Defensively, Nottingham's pretty good, but offensively, he's not quite there yet. So it's whether we want to take a gamble and DFA him and see if he does get three waivers and then assign him back again. Or do we stick him in the third man, third or you know, kind of a as the 26th man as such is, is pretty much what I was thinking. Um, that spot where he could do a, a mm. bit of covering because... The other thing about it, I had a look at his his minor league stats. He played 51 games at first base in the minor leagues. So 
so he does have a little bit of experience at first base so if we're struggling with first base because i think we'll both agree uh, when we talk about this particular position it's probably our weakest looking spot so it could be a little bit of a, uh, a security blanket for that if things don't go as as we were planning I think, and you're right, it's difficult, he's out of options, but my my take on it is we, we haven't got room for three catchers in his 26-man roster for, for reasons we can explore in a moment. I, I know he I know he has played at first base. Um, for me, I think I'd have to DFA him personally and see, as you say, he might come back to us. If The, the worst that can happen is he gets picked up and we end, yep. end up with two very good catchers that we have, the likes of Carla. Feliciano and these guys in the wings waiting as a third pitcher, which I yep. don't think is a particularly bad option. Um, no, exactly. I think we, we potentially run the risk of giving him a slot, which really could possibly be far more useful than yeah, somebody I, else. So. I guess the other thing is it, it depends whether he's got any trade value. I mean, mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where where we need strengthening other than on first base because we we've got an array of pitching. So. Mm. You know, like you say, if if you put him in that twenty six man roster just to to keep him there with a potential trade in mind, you, who knows? Mm. So, um, but yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I don't think we've got the space for the third man. He just is an unusual thing at the moment in the fact that he doesn't have the minor league option. So we lose him if we don't put him in the twenty six man. And I think you're yep. right. I think he he probably does get DFA'd, um, and and we we chance it and we see if we can still keep hold of him after the waiver period. Okay, first base. It's it's going to be Keston in the main. In the main, I think. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's well, it is. It's the only way we can get his bat into the lineup, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, they, they've made it quite public that he's had to switch over to to keep his job. He seems to be enjoying it. He had, he doesn't look too bad. Eh? He doesn't look a hundred percent comfortable, but you know, at least his major defect, which is his throwing, is kind of negated by being at first base. So, you know, as long as he, he, he looks could, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that okay. age old thing. And then I I didn't realise until I started catching how how much of um. Basically, you, you possibly don't even know you're going to catch something. You just happen to know that you can get your hand in the way and it ends up in the glove. So it's mm. more of an instinct than than anything. So I think his instinct to catch the ball seems to be there. So he's able to, to keep hold of it. And that's basically what he needs to do. And as long as he remembers to keep his foot on the bag, that's that's yeah. pretty much the, what he needs to do. I mean, if we had the luxury of the DH, then obviously you'd say, well, actually, we'll get a first baseman and, and he can be our designated hitter. But we don't have that luxury of the DH this year yet. You never know. It might change in the next two weeks. But um, I, I'd be very I'd be very surprised if that changes. So, yeah, for me, yeah. he has to he has to go at first base because that's the only way you can keep his bat in the lineup. Yeah, to- totally agree. Uh, second base. Well, we have a double gold glove winner at second, don't we? So it's got to be Colton yeah. Wong, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he's the reason why Keston's gone to, to first yeah. base, basically, isn't it? You you can't not have that. And, I mean, what a pick-up. Yeah, great pick-up, mate. I was so surprised to see that we managed to get get him, you know, um, particularly as he as he's come from the team that, that are favourites for the division, according to most of the pundits. So, yeah. you know... <laughs> It, it kind of it depends who you talk to, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, it kind of puts. I mean, the Pakota ratings have the Brewers, I think, about nine games clear, which I think he's. Yeah. I think he's optimistic. Yeah, I do. As <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, he was a great pickup, mate. No, no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, the, the NL Central again is is going to be close between the Cardinals, the Brewers, and and uh, the Cubs. That that's obvious. The the Cubs have got quality still from the 2016 i know they're losing a bit and they've lost a bit of their rotation and stuff but they're going to be competing and you know what we've done has strengthened us and and brings us more to their level than than what they've done to get away from us i mean we we've let somebody go and they've signed them you know i mean we, we've let eric sogar go and and now he's a, a minor league player for for the cubs so mm. that kind of speaks to how which way the, which direction the two clubs are going so yeah for me you know what a pickup colton wong is and none of us were talking about trying to get a second baseman either and this is this is the magic of um stearns isn't it you know he he sees a quality player and he says right how do i fix the rest of the puzzle i'm just gonna i'm yeah. gonna get it because i can and then we'll we'll move the other the rest of the puzzle and and the big thing for me as well about picking him up was everybody was talking about how we were going to cut payroll this year and all of a sudden we've now got got him and it was he on nine million this year um 
yeah, yeah, I think it's a bit less, isn't it? They've um, is it four million this year? It's, it's a stage. Yeah. Ramped up, yeah, deferred yeah, payments, so, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, actually, we weren't, we're not cutting payroll, are we? Really, we just, we're we're putting the best players that we we can field on on yeah, the. You, on the time totally right and that was kind of a bit like the, the article that i wrote for the uh the, the sports heroics guys it, i mean it, you know, we all had our eyes on first and third base and he bought <laughs> he bought cotton <laughs> one exactly, second yeah. and we all went you know sleight of hand but i, yeah, I think potentially an active genius so uh yeah you got a third a third base mate well third base i think to start is going to be travis shaw um mainly because obviously he was signed on on a funny deal where Shaw could opt out if he wanted to from it was what Monday just gone wasn't it the 15th um so I think he's just going to see I I don't think he's guaranteed to last the season if he doesn't have a good good season I think he he will will get cut if if his numbers aren't very good but I just think at the moment looking at who we have available he is a defensively solid third baseman maybe not the electric bat that we need to help bolster the batting lineup but i think fairly solid and if you know and even if we do get a 20 run 20 home run travis shaw as opposed to a 30 run home uh, 30 home run travis shaw that we had in 2017 2018 you know that's still better than what we had last year so yeah no i agree <laughs> i agree and, and my thoughts on that are the same because there's a couple of positions which are clearly going to be platooned and we could have put a few different names in there. Yeah. I, I agree uh, it's Travis Shaw, but in terms of how many games he will play in that position, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too sure. As you say, it depends on, on form, but there's a there's three other people who can fit into those shoes at third base yeah. in his team now. Yeah, and exactly. um, that's, I put Travis in, but it's kind of with the caveat that that could be one of two or three different players. So, um, yeah. And then, who do you think's gonna win the the race in terms of shortstop? I mean, it's Arcia versus Urias. What were your thoughts on that? Personally, I think it's Arcia to start. He was one of our brighter players last year, and I think he deserves the the start this year. Urias is obviously has the potential to be a really good shortstop, but I just think Arcia pips him at the moment. But then also, to the benefit of Urias, is they're they're looking at whether he can play third base as well. So he's got that that kind of cover for Travis Shaw as well. If, if Travis isn't playing very well um, and Arcia's doing, doing well at shortstop, then obviously he's got that option. And he did play a few times at third base last year, didn't he? Did, he? Yeah. And he didn't yeah. look, he didn't look too out of place. He didn't look hundred percent comfortable at times, but he didn't look too out of place. And, and as we know, Arias has had such a injury played kind of time at the Brewers. I think they, you know, they, they need to try and see what he can do this year. Uh, and this year is really going to be a big for Arias, I think. And uh, yes. yeah, for, for that reason, I think he's going to be, he's going to be behind Arcia to begin with at shortstop stop and he'll be cover for, for third base and then we'll see as the season goes on whether he is able to step up and, and take that spot from Arcia really. I've got Arcia in there um, I think it, it's quite clear that the Brewers do want him at shortstop Urias they do they want him to be our longer term solution at shortstop he's only played at shortstop during spring training so it, it, it's where they clearly want him and um the the problem with him, I mean, he hit a great home run against against Clayton Kershaw, you know, with the Dodgers. But he, he's, you know, he's batting at 200 uh, this year. He, his offense at the moment just doesn't excite, does it? And I think that's going to no. be a key part of his development now as we go forward. But I I'd agree with your pick there. I've got exactly the same. I've got Orlando as the first choice. But mm-hmm. again, I, I mean, Fangraphs I think has RC oh, around predicting around 48 percent of appearances and. Urias around 46%. So those guys are tied as to who they, and obviously I think I think it was Travis Shaw picking up the rest or, or Robertson or someone. Um, yeah. But they're kind of predicting a kind of a 50-50 split this year. And I think, you know, again, it depends on, on the form of these players, but I can really see that, see that happening. So, yeah, I agree with you there. And we've got Urias, if you like, on the bench. But uh, yeah. in reality, he's going to get plenty of game time. Um, yeah. Okay. Outfield, I think there's, well, there's four players who we know are all going to be in the outfield this year, yeah, right? pretty much, yeah. And, and um, I kind of had a, a quick chat with you about it um, earlier. Basically, yeah, we've, I mean, got, we've got four starting outfielders and we've got, um, what was it? I, I did the maths, didn't I, earlier? I, I did write it down. So yeah, we've got 408, yeah, yeah, we've got 486 starts in the outfield. 
people will pick up injuries there there'll be rest days to to alleviate we've also got the the 10 games where we're away at the um the al central as well which is almost guaranteed that you're going to stick yelich in the designated hitter spot there so yeah i think for me you know christian yelich lorenzo kane Eversell garcia probably yeah. uh our starting and jackie bradley jr fills that gap whichever one needs the day off um, cool. You know, it is it's basically probably going to be Jackie Bradley Jr. moving around left field, right field, centre field. Well, whether, whether he, mm. yeah, he probably would do centre field, wouldn't he? Um, but yeah, um, yeah, for me, Yelich is left field, Garcia right field, Lorenzo Kane centre field, and and I think the biggest issue really is is how fit is Lorenzo Kane at the moment, because I think Jackie Bradley Jr. is slightly ahead of the game in spring training. Um, so he's more likely to be starting at the beginning of the season before it becomes a, a bit more of a platoon for those between those four. Yeah, I, I, and I'd agree. I mean, uh, I've got the same four, obviously. I mean, they're probably the first four names on most people's uh, roster list. Yeah, the thing is, Lorenzo, he hasn't played in spring training. He's been nursing an injury. Uh, he's in his mid-30s. We've got to expect him to have time out with injuries uh, and just rest days. It's going to happen. He's our highest paid player this year, isn't he? On eighteen yeah. million dollars, I think. Yep. So, you know, we need to get our bang for our buck out of the guy. And I'm sure he'll deliver. But I agree. I think Jackie Bradley's gonna play quite a bit at centre field there to give Lorenzo some some time off there potentially. But yeah, the, again, those those four are stick on. So if we say that for the for the for the five that are on the we're gonna call it on the bench, um, we've already got Jackie Bradley and we've got we've got Omar Navarez and we've got Luis Arias. So that now leaves two more spots, and I think these were the two spots that I really, apart from those last two pictures in the ballpen, these are also the two spots that I really wrestled with, and I yeah. put several different names here. Um, because Do you know what? Big... I, I even got to a point where I thought it's not going to be an outfield player, it's going to be a 14th pitcher, <laughs> and then I took it out again, and you know, it, it was really difficult that, to get these last two. Last and two. you know what? Mate, there's no wrong answer here. No, there isn't. No. I, I don't, I don't. There's not room for a third catcher, and I don't feel there's room for a 14th pitcher personally. But you know, as I say, a 14th pitcher could be a great idea. And the big debate for me here was, do we want options on infield? Is four outfielders enough for us to cover a season? And as I say, I, I changed the names in these last two slots several times. So the first name I'm going to put in there is Daniel Vogel back. Now, if we don't play him, we only have Keston at first base. I'm assuming that we let that, that we, we DFA Jacob Nottingham, which again removes the potential to get any first base time from him. Keston's not going to play 162 games at first base. So the big debate there is for such an influential position, one of the busiest positions on the field, who else if it's not Daniel Vogel back? So I've got him there. You know, if we had a designated hitter this year as well, he'd be he'd be stick on, I think, wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I've exactly got him in a first base stroke pinch hitting role. Yeah, that's exactly what I put down. I put first base slash DH because that how I many that's what he is. He's he's a DH predominantly, isn't he? And then and then a first baseman. And if he, I think the caveat for me is there's a strong possibility he doesn't finish this season at Milwaukee. Daniel Vogel back. I think he he's the only option we've got at the moment as a bit of cover at first base, but there may be another option that appears during the season, um, and then we we then Daniel Vogelback is is a bit surplus for me. That's okay. that's kind, of, and that's that's probably one of my my wildest predictions is that that as much as he's he should and would be a fan favorite at Milwaukee because of who he is and and you know kind of as we we talked about his build and you know just seems to fit the Milwaukee um kind of mold I just yeah. think because we don't have the designated hitter he's he's surplus but he's the only other cover we have for Keston Hura and that's the big thing for me it's the weakness at first base we've got as we say we, we've got um a new first baseman in more mm-hmm. ways than one hopefully Keston will settle in but if he starts having a rough time at first base we haven't got many options no. Um, and I think that, you know, it's Danny Vogel back there. Also, as you say, everyone just wants the guy to just do well. And, and you know what? He Last year, he was a bit of a catalyst offensively. When we were struggling and he came out and he just hit the ball, and he, you know, not just homers, he was getting doubles and just getting hits and getting on base. And that can be a real catalyst in the middle of a game when you're struggling. So I've got I've got Dan there. 
Now, the final spot, the 26th spot, this was, again, <laughs> tough. Uh, originally, I went with, with Derek Fisher. I thought, do we need a fifth outfielder? Kind of, that, that decision was pulled away anyway because he's kind of injured at the moment. He's got a day yeah. to day, and I, I'm not sure he's going to make the opening day. But I, I, will, I had a real issue with, with not having Daniel Robertson in the team. I think he's been good in spring training. He's, he's looked good, I think. And he gives us the option there of third base, second base, and out outfielder as well. Yep. So I, I've gone for Daniel Robertson there, purely because I think he's a decent bat, and we get options there, both infield and outfield. Yep. Yeah, yeah he, make, he gives that last spot for me. Yeah, for me, I I toyed with Daniel Robertson as well, um, but I actually wrote down Billy McKinney. Um, it gives us the the extra outfield spot, but has also got some time at first base as well. So it just gives us a little bit of extra cover at first base if things really do go downhill. Because okay. like I said, they they've talked quite openly about Arcia and Urias covering third base platoon so i think we've got three players there between travis shaw lewis urias and arcia <laughs> to cover that third base kind of platoon and it, it just gives us an extra th- a third person to cover the first base if we need it um and and he, yeah he's done all right um in spring training i don't think he's been electric but i just think he he gives us a bit of a safety net for for first base but I mean, as as we said before, there's no right or wrong answers. And as it's everybody not, seems no. to be highlighting at the moment as well, just because you're on a starting roster doesn't mean you're going to be there for 162 games, you know, so. But yeah, so, so pretty much I think we're about 90% correlated there, yeah, aren't there we? Yeah, just, just one outfielder one and one pitcher. One pitcher. So, uh, OK, interesting, mate. Uh, I mean, we did that in complete isolation from each other, yep. but I think we drew pretty similar conclusions, so. That's guaranteed to be nothing like the opening day roster, then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think last year we we were pretty much spot on, weren't we? I think um, I think I I had one wrong. I think you had all twenty five, I believe. I think, was it twenty five? No, it was twenty six man last year, 26, wasn't it? Twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had yeah. Ryan. I think I had Ryan Healy in as the third baseman, and he didn't obviously play. Um, but I think you had all twenty six. So. Okay, but excellent fun. Uh, let's see what happens on the first of April, then, mate. Um, okay. Um, so. Let's have a little quick chat about the uh, the upcoming fantasy baseball. Now, um, last year we dipped our toes in and we we created a late team league, the the UK stroke US fantasy baseball Brewers fantasy baseball league. Uh, we've expanded it this year, mate, to sixteen teams. So we have eight teams representing uh, guys from the US. We've got six from England. We've got one from France, and we have uh, one from Wales as well. So. Four countries been represented. It's going to be great fun. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, I've got a title to hold on to now because I, I don't know I if you remember. That. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I, I managed to sneak a, a win. For some strange reason, I completely blotted that out of my memory. I don't know why. <laughs> I have this selective memory sometimes. Yeah. Um, in Stands We Trust 2 um, yep. is the name of the league. So I've got the Birmingham Hydrites in there. We've got the UK Brew Crew, Mark Lewis. We've got Frozen Tundra, which is Jai, Jai Yonk. We've got the, the YAF fan of the Brewers, which is Christophe uh, Brun Frank, who's a French Brewers fan. The Welsh Brewers, no prizes for guessing which country they represent. Uh, that's Paul Swanick. The South Bank Lions, Craig. Uh, we've got Jill Ward, friend of the pod, um, who's got the Atlanta Rockin' Robins, who's actually the, my first game, so that's going to be great fun. Grant Brown with the Hertfordshire Vale Yards, which is a great name. Eric Lowe with the Kenosha Kingfish, John Joyce with Brewers Droop Troop, but I think he changed that name. But Eric Jameson then with the Tip City Crew. We've got AJ with Yelly Hits again returning from last year. Uh, Chris Biggs, the South London Stags. We've got Tim Christus uh, with the Campbell Sport Cougars. Troy, Troy Flum with the Wisco with Sports Fan. And then Kenneth Clement with the Milwaukee Wisconsin Dead Rabbit. So some great names there. Let's hope that the um, the performances can live up to the uh, to, to the name. Uh, we've got <laughs> the draft at seven o'clock UK time on Sunday. I'm just like a kid at the moment. I'm just really looking forward to that. And, I have um, to say the draft is probably one of my favourite things about fantasy baseball. I have to say yeah. I did um, I did uh, the MLB UK community um, fantasy baseball draft last week and I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a lottery, mate, isn't it? Let's face yeah, it. Exactly. It's like any good battle plan. It lasts as, as long as the first engagement with the enemy, doesn't it? And yeah. then it goes out the window. Yeah, so it's uh, now that's going to be great fun. So and, and we'll just give regular updates um, yeah. to to the listeners as to how that league's going and uh, 
and the good fun and the good interaction we're having with Brewers fans throughout the US and Europe. So really looking forward to that. Okay, mate. And so before we sign off uh, the the second pod uh, of the year, we have a couple of uh, bold predictions, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, obviously, having thinking about how this season is likely to go, so there's there's two things that I think is going to happen. I think the Brewers are going to win the Central. Um, I'm, I'm getting more and more confident that's going to happen. I think I'm I'm guessing, or, or I say guessing, I'm predicting 88 wins, um, and it will be us first, Cardinals second, Cubs third, Reds fourth, Pirates fifth. But I don't think anybody other than the winner of the Central is going to go into postseason this year. So, um, yeah, so that that's my, my bold prediction. And then the other one, which is slightly off the fly, is, is that at some point during the season, Ryan Braun comes back for his send-off. That would be one for the Romantics, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. He's been seen around spring training. He seems to be keeping his uh, keeping his arm in with the guys, as it were. So you you never know, do you? No, no. I, 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 it's, it's definitely one of those things that could happen, I and mean, particularly if we need uh, a veteran bat towards the end of the season, because we all know Ryan Braun's a clutch hitter, particularly towards the end of the season. Yeah. If we need a veteran bat, there's the you know every reason to just bring him in and and try and get him to hit hit us into postseason. So okay. That's that's Mate, that's what good. I want anyway. I want I want to see him sign off in front of forty thousand in front of forty thousand Milwaukee Brewer fans. All right, buddy. A couple of thank yous before we go, mate. Yeah, so um yeah I I should have said thank you um prior to the the last episode that we did before we talked to um JP but uh, that I I completely forgot. So I do apologise Scott. But yeah I wanted to say thank you very much to Scott. Um at musky master one on on twitter who uh, sent me a box of of goodies completely out of his own pocket it was you know really really good of him he sent me um three bubble heads um a couple of t-shirts uh, <laughs> a, a brewer's fanny pack or, or bum bag as we call them over here fanny pack is very different to uh, to us brits um and yes, and definitely. also a, <laughs> and also a bob uca bottle opener which um i, I need to utilize actually I, it's still in the box at the moment but i need to get it out it's basically um a bottle opener that makes bob uca um commentary um when you open your bottle so uh, i need to get that out and start using it but um yeah so really really wanted to say thank you very much scott i definitely owe you a beer when we uh when we get over to milwaukee and uh you know um obviously we'll uh, we really appreciate it and and because of your um your your kindness obviously we're gonna give away some of the stuff on the podcast once we've we've worked out a suitable kind of competition or, or way of of getting fans involved yeah so, so, you, so thank you very much scott very much appreciated um yeah i had a quick a quick shout out uh for for tim tim christus um who's at timmy franchise um on on twitter big Bros fan um and yeah, we just connected and, and basically he very generously sent me a lot of Brewers stuff. I mean, I sent him some some uh, British uh, rugby British rugby shirt and stuff. And uh, I think he's, he's enjoying wearing that. But he sent me some great Brewers stuff, some caps, some cards, a couple of T-shirts, one being the Josh Hader with Hader 71 on the back. So, yeah, just a big thanks uh, to, to Tim there for his generosity. And um, yeah, just being, uh, you know, an all round good guy. So. Um, I know you can't see at the moment, Tim, but I'm actually wearing the Brewers cap that you sent me while I'm doing this podcast. And mate, we say it every time, don't we? But all the Brewers fans on Twitter are amazing. Oh, so, they are, they um, are. you know, it's it's just great. Yeah, never never cease to amaze us. No, exactly. Okay, and then, actually, mate. And actually, there was one other thing that's just come to me. Um, yeah. Anybody that's that's into Wisconsin sport, um, there is a new UK Bucks uh, podcast uh, called Don't Give a Buck. Um, spoken to Sean a few times who's got into uh, baseball because of it so um, he's he's been talking to me um, obviously give him a follow give him some support because obviously he's he's doing exactly the same with the UK Bucks as we're trying to do here with the uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers so um, yeah oh, look yeah. him up on uh, on Twitter at UK underscore Bucks I believe is his Twitter handle so okay bud as ever it's been great uh, getting these podcasts back out we'll get them out more frequently now the season's going to start Mate, it's been a pleasure talking to you, uh, yeah. as ever. Go well. Um, and as I said at the start of the pod, uh, you can find me, I'm sure, and you can find me on Twitter at Haders Hair. You can find Mark on Twitter at UK Brew Crew, and you can find the pod on Twitter at UK Brew Crew Pod. So until we speak next time, enjoy the baseball. Hopefully next time we speak, we'll have a few um, league wins under our belt, and the uh, the roller coaster that is the Major League season will be well underway. 
Mark, I'm going to wish you all the best. I'm going to wish you well, mate. Good luck with your training. Thank you, mate. Thank you. <laughs> I need to get on with the training. I've, I've dallied a little bit. And to everyone listening, thank you as ever for your support. Me and Mark really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, go careful. Look after yourselves and look after each other. And go Brewers. Yeah, look after yourselves. Look after yourself, Sean, and, and go Brewers. Oh,